Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. Mary was the one who anointed the Lord with perfume and wiped his feet with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was ill, so the sisters sent a message to Jesus, Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, This illness does not lead to death. Rather, it is for God's glory, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Accordingly, through, though Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, after having heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to his disciples, Let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now trying to stone you, and are you going there again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours of daylight? Those who walk during the day do not stumble because they see the light of this world, but those who walk at night stumble because the light is not in them. After saying this, he told them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm going there to awaken him. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will be all right. Jesus, however, had been speaking about his death, but they thought that he was referring merely to sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. For your sake, I'm glad I was not there so that you may believe, but let us go to him. Thomas, who was called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. When Jesus arrived, he found Lazarus had already been dead in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, some two miles away, and many of the Jews had come to Mar Martha and Mary to console them about their brother. And when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him while Mary stayed at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask of him. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. And, even, and everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one coming into the world. When she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary and told her privately, The teacher is here and is calling for you. And when she heard it, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come to the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. The Jews who were with her in the house consoling her saw Mary get up and quickly go out, and they followed her because they thought that she was going to the tomb to weep there. When Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come see. Jesus wept. So the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could it not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus again, greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and there was a stone lying against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. 
Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, already there is a stench because he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Jesus looked upward and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I knew that you would always hear me, but I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here so that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out! The dead man came out. His hands and feet were bound with strips of cloth. His face wrapped in cloth. Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. Many of the Jews, therefore, who had come with Mary and had seen what Jesus did, believed in him. May God add a blessing to this reading of the text and cause it to be the inspired word for us today. Here is, this is a great meaty text. Of course, we read half the Bible there, I know. But this, is, this text is just chuck full of so many things. And what I like about it is when I was a kid, this was the, easy, it was, I could, it was the easiest verse to memorize in the whole Bible. Jesus wept. Of course, I didn't know what Jesus was crying about, but uh, I knew that that was, that was easy to memorize. Jesus wept. And uh, why did Jesus weep? Because he loved Lazarus. And he had compassion. And he loved Mary and Martha. This was his friend. And he was not there at the moment of death. Mainly because when he went to Judea before, when he got to Bethany before, they tried to kill him. I, will, I don't blame Jesus for hesitating and waiting. But in a moment of resolve, he said, let us go. And went was met by Martha and Mary and weeping and sorrow. And the twelve came with him at the prompting of Thomas saying, let us go. If Jesus is going to go get killed, let's go get killed with him. Uh, It's funny that uh, a few weeks, you know, a little while later, he's he's very doubtful about, (laughs) about Jesus and all of that. But at this moment, he was ready to go. And this is an amazing story. It's that other resurrection story. One of a few, actually. Although it's a little different than resurrection, isn't it? Right? Uh, Lazarus was not so much resurrected as resuscitated. Because Jesus' resurrection was something quite different, quite more remarkable than that. Jesus' body is not corpuscial anymore there's not blood coursing through it anymore jesus is with god and with us all at the same time lazarus on the other hand he was resuscitated and rose again and walked and talked and eventually passed away i pray by natural causes but who knows (laughs) but it's a very different thing. However, when John brings this story to us, it is as a sign to all of us of who Jesus is in the world. And in fact, Jesus comes out and says who Jesus is in the world. I am the resurrection and the life. 
I am the so- there is no death in me. There is only life in me. And to prove it, Jesus steps into death and out comes life. Lazarus, come out. And out he comes. Of course, he doesn't just get up and walk out because he's bunged up with his winding cloths, with his burial cloths. They, they wrap them up pretty tightly, his hands and his feet and his whole body and his face and lay him in a tomb. And, you know, he had to come probably hopping out of the, hopping out of the tomb, you know, going, what the heck? <laughs> Not knowing what happened. So Jesus follows up this incredible thing with, well, untie him. <laughs> Let him go. You know, and so much of Christian faith, so much of what we talk about, so much of, of, of what we rejoice in, so much of our energy goes into the, the resurrection part, right? The coming to a place where we have died to our old self and have been raised into the new, right? And that is a fantastic offering. That is a gift that Jesus brings. That is by the grace of God. We are invited. And this whole Lent we've been talking about dying to the old self and rising again to the new. Like Lazarus, we are called out of our tombs. Called out of those things that, that hold us in the darkness and out into the light. And yet, so much of the time, we find ourselves still all bound up. You know, we rejoice, we get excited, we sing just as I am, we come down just as we are, and sometimes we leave just as we were. Right? Or uh, we, we, on Sunday, we just feel the presence of God. I feel the presence of God, don't you? Amen? Sometimes we just feel the presence of God so closely so intimately and yet in our heart of hearts in our spirit this is what we're doing i mean we're alive we're experiencing the life we've come into the light yet we're all bunged up we're bound by our grave cloths if we're bringing a little bit of the tomb with us everywhere we go. And Jesus said, untie him. Tear those cloths off so that he can move and rejoice and walk and run and fly. This Lent, as we approach Easter, we're invited not just to be dying to our old self and rising again to new life, which is, amen, that is a wonderful experience and it is, it is important. But when we get there, we've got to unbind ourselves from all of those things that hold us from walking, from running, from flying. Unbind ourselves from our own guilt and our own shame. Why do we hang on to that? Why do we grab that like a scarf and just kind of wear it around? 
our guilt and our shame, we cling to it. Jesus said, I love you. Come into the arms of your master and, and you are adopted. You are my own child, God says. Whatever you think you've done that's so awful, I forgive you. I don't even want to hear about it. Just be done with it. And just come and be in me. And we go, well, wait a minute. Let me grab some of this guilt. Let me bring some of this shame along. I, you know what? When I did, I'm, I'm just awful. So let me wrap that around my... I'm coming, Jesus. Let me wrap this stuff around. And we hang on to it. Unbind ourselves from the guilt and the shame and the, and the pain and the, the, the stuff that we've done to other people and the stuff that people have done to us. That's what healing is really about. It's saying, I am not going to be bound up by those things that have been done to me. By other people, by circumstance, by luck of the draw. I'm going to unbind myself from being held down by the past. Unbind ourselves from oppression and marginalization and being left out. And unbind ourselves from the things that oppress and the things that marginalize and the things that push people to the outside. Unbind ourselves from the constant comparison. Where am I compared to Jeff? Is, is Jeff better than I am? I, I hope not. I'm losing my microphone. <laughs> this is the problem with my robe here. <laughs> Doggone it. <laughs> you did that, didn't you? <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> the momentary, momentary loss here. <laughs> I hope you can edit that out. <laughs> what was I saying? Yeah, never mess with Jeff. I hope I'm better than Jeff. <laughs> you know, oh, you know, yeah, I lie on my taxes. Yeah, I, you know, I ignore the poor, but you know, at least I'm not gay like Jeff, right? Or at least I'm not, you know, I, I don't know what, at least I'm not cursing all the time. or <laughs> I don't know. You know, we, we do this constant comparison. Unbind yourself from that. Unbind yourself from the fear. I swear to goodness, the opposite of love is fear. And when we let ourselves be bound up by our fear, and when we let ourselves get halted, this is what we're doing. Jesus says, let go of your fear. There's a lot to be afraid of, but I'm here to let your fear go. I'm here to say that I am the resurrection and the life. The things you are worried about are not the important things. And if you let me, I'll make sure that the important things happen the way they're supposed to. It's a promise. It's a promise that comes to us and it's sealed with a mighty Resurrection Sunday. This week, Lazarus is raised from the dead as a sign 
to you and me. That's the resurrection part. We often forget the life part. The life part is being unbound by our sins, unbound by our pains, unbound by our shortcomings, unbound by all of those things that hold us back. And you know what? We know what I observe about Lazarus? He couldn't do, he couldn't do it himself, right? If no one got near him, he would just stand there all bound up, wondering what to do next. What did Lazarus need? He needed his community to help tear those away. This is what kills me. Is in our deepest sorrows, in our deepest moments of need, in our most painful moments, in our moments when we just feel like we are constrained by the stresses and the anxieties and the worries of this world, when we feel like we can't move because of our guilt and our shame and our shortcomings and all the things that we look in the mirror and think are nasty, when we feel like we've done something or we feel like something's been done to us, the last thing we seem to do is want to be in our community of faith. What is that? I don't understand that. Because we cannot do it alone. You cannot unbind your grave cloths by yourself. Amen? We need each other. This should be the one place where you feel the freest to be the most honest about who you are, where you're at, and what's going on. I'm sorry if it's not. We've got to get there because my grave claws are strangling me. I can't get them off alone. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. We're invited today to live that life to the full and in communion with one another in a way that unbinds us from all those things that constrain, that keep us from walking forward, that keep us from running and leaping and shouting and flying. My prayer that as we continue through Lent, that resurrection happens today and life, abundant and full, comes on the heels. Let us pray. Loving and gracious God, we can't unbind ourselves. We count on You and we count on each other to take these burial cloths off that we might walk forward that we might know the joy of being in You, alive, and living life to the full. Help us to embrace the joy of unbound love. Christ, we pray. Amen.